All right, time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Turn your microphone on here. Turn the microphone on. How many times does that happen a week? Another another rookie mistake. (laughs) Uh, You'd think you'd know in this swanky studio here that that, that (laughs) mic switch is right there. Okay, let's talk about this this gong show in Surrey here Gong show is a good way of describing it. My goodness, what's going on? Like 17.5% property tax increase, this political firefight. That's just in one year. Going on. So that 9% um, uh, increase uh, for policing costs is every year for three years. So this is a huge cost to Surrey taxpayers. And so yesterday, the BC Liberals, no surprise, trying to dine out on this, hang this on the, on the NDP. Even though it started with Doug McCallum, it's, it's a made-in-Surrey problem. But it's interesting to see daily the frustration from Mike Farnworth, the public safety minister, having to deal with this. Shirley Bond hit the nail on the head yesterday in the House when she said this is a complete mess. It is a complete mess. And I'm not sure, I don't think anyone has the answer of how to solve this. If they go the RCMP route, that creates a lot of problems. If they go the Surrey Police Service route, it creates problems as well. So there's no easy answer here. Well, let's listen to Liberal MLA Shirley Bond going after Mike Farnworth because, you know, the Liberals are now trying to stick this on the on the, on the the NDP government for delaying the decision, him. you know. I don't blame him. Brenda Locke also complaining about the delay here by the province because the province has to make the final call on this thing. So let's have a listen to this uh, firefight in the legislature year- yesterday. Have a listen. This is a total mess. And the people that are going to have to pay for this government's incompetence and delays are the people of Surrey. The council made a decision that they want to go back. In order to do that, they have to put in place a proper plan that ensures safe and effective policing. Honourable Speaker, they submitted an initial proposal. It was lacking. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, so all three parties, Surrey Council, Surrey RCMP, and Surrey Police Services, have all submitted reports now to Foreign Works Ministry that came in late last week. Uh, supposedly plugging some of these holes, um, answering some of the questions that the, the government has. And it was interesting in the House yesterday, just after that exchange with Bond, um, or just before that, that exchange, Farnworth sort of um, tipped, not tipped his hand, but just flagged an issue that may be an issue for the Syria RC, RCMP when it comes to human resources. He talked about how he's not going to sign off on a plan that would see the RCMP redeploy manpower, human resources, from Coquitlam, North Shore, or Richmond detachments. In other words, moving people from those detachments into Surrey to make up the human resource shortfall there. And that may be part of the problem with the RCMP is facing right now, where their lack of uh, lack of manpower or personnel may be what uh, the ministry is most concerned with. Now, Surrey Police Services, you know, they continue to, they're not hiring right now, um, but uh, they have been hiring for some time, and they may have the momentum here. But, uh, again, Farmworth hopes to have an answer in a few weeks. And I see you're quiet because you're trying to get in the queue for Springsteen tickets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's listen to Mike Farnworth here because I think Farnworth is very frustrated by this too. whole thing. Yeah. So let's have a listen to him here. Here he is speaking in the hallway of the legislature yesterday. This is not some exercise about, oh, um, here's our plan, uh, rubber stamp it, and check off a few boxes. Your yeah, I, again, it's it's a very complicated decision, and a, a, really, I think a lot boils down to his statutory responsibility. It's not about the budget, or about taxes, or anything like that. He's got to get. He's got to sign off on a plan that guarantees a proper level of safety for the citizens of Surrey. Yeah, and a lot of that falls down to how many police officers are going to be on the job. 
And when he flagged yesterday that RCMP may have a problem here uh, with qu- staffing quotas, when he talked about we're not going to sign off allowing people, the RCMP to shift people from other jurisdictions and therefore create a shortfall in those communities to shore up Surrey. So that's an interesting sort of flagging by the ministry. What about this tax hike now? So it's 17.5% property tax increase announced by Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke, but she's also warned that this could go even higher if this gong show continues here. She wants the province to put the brakes on this transition. She says if they don't, if they keep going down this road to a new Surrey police force, (laughs) <laughs> you could be looking well, at a 55% tax hike. She, over a number of years, she's going to be wearing this tax hike. She's going to, she may try to stick it to the government. Come the next yeah. municipal election, no. The, the voters are going to see who raised their taxes. Yeah. What I found interesting and kind of cynical is she announced this at 4 o'clock on a Saturday on a long weekend. Yeah. Talk about take out the trash time. I mean, there's yeah. no yeah. reporters working at that time. There's no screw. This is done basically to avoid any scrutiny or answering any questions. Yeah. She hasn't shown that more than one, not Farnworth, but other cabinet ministers have pointed out to me. Can you imagine if we quietly announced, the provincial government quietly announced a 17% increase in income tax on a Saturday afternoon? Yeah. The, the hue and cry that would follow from that would be unbelievable. So for for Brendan Locke to announce on a Saturday, 4 o'clock, unprecedented, never heard of a news conference at 4 o'clock on a Saturday from politicians. It's done to avoid scrutiny. Let's listen to an ad, Keith, that played on the show earlier this morning. This ad really jumped out at me. Mm. And when you listen to this ad, just try and guess who paid for this ad. Who paid for this? Have a listen to the ad. Brought to you by BC NDP MLAs. In the first 100 days in office, BC's new Premier David Eby is taking real action. Lots of it. Action to get more homes built and taking on real estate speculators. Action to improve health care with more doctors and nurses for everyone who needs care. Not just the wealthy. Stopping rate hikes for car insurance and putting more money back in your pocket with BC affordability credits. David Eby, 100 days of putting people first. And he's just getting started. A message from your BC NDP MLAs. Okay, well, I first heard that ad. Uh, okay, it sounds like a political campaign ad. This must have been paid for by the NDP party. No, no, no. This is paid for by caucus. BC taxpayers. Well, when you heard the, the. This is from the NDP caucus budget at the legislature. This is public money. Yeah, NDP MLAs, that's the key word there. Paid yeah. for by your MLAs. Well, the yeah. MLAs are part of the caucus. Yeah. Um, we've seen governments do this, government caucuses do this from time to time. Yeah. I've always find it a bit questionable in terms of the, that the NDP of should pay for that ad. That's a political I, I so. ad. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the Liberals tried this under Christy Clark yeah. and rightly got roasted for it. And I think the NDP's um, doing something that they, I think, if I recall, they criticized the Liberals for doing sure exactly they did. the same thing. Because they've both done it. And every time they both do it, the other side gets angry about it. And then they both do it again. So, I mean, I remember interviewing John Horgan on this point. He was furious that the Liberals yeah. were spending public money on ads. Just, you know, they, they, so the NDP just continued to do it. They both do it. They both do it. Um, and again, you know, opposition parties say pretty, one thing. That one is pretty brazen, though. Oh, yeah. And once a caucus, a caucus advertisements are brazen. They're very <laughs> political. They're not subtle. <laughs> they're not sort of well on the one hand, on the other hand. No, they're they're very political and very partisan. See, this is why some people think like, wait a sec, is this guy planning to pull the trigger on an election? Like he keeps saying he's not going to call a snap election, but I don't man, think he will. you listen to an ad like that, 
That yeah, no, like it, it, feel, it feels a speculation for yeah. sure. Um, but you know what? How many times we have him on the record as saying he's yeah. not going to do that? It's gonna, I think it would blow up in his face frankly, yeah, because we'd be running all those those clips all the time. By the way, today is Pink Shirt Day here at CKNW, and you can help stop bullying by going to pinkshirtday.ca and hitting Donate Now. Let's lift each other up on this Pink Shirt Day and all year round. That is pinkshirtday.ca. I've got got my pink shirt on. I've got mine on, too. Yeah, I've got my pink tie. We also have... We're both wearing pink here. In my office, I usually wear every Pink Shirt Day at the ledge. I've got my 1986 Bill Vanderzan leadership shirt, which is pink. In a beautiful, shocking pink. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of faded over the years. It's almost white now, but I, I wear it <laughs> to the MLA's delight. Let's go to your phone calls. Craig in Surrey. Hi, Craig. Go ahead. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I'm not understanding why Rich Coleman needs more information, more information, more information. Where was that information when we wanted to switch here, apparently, to the Surrey RCM, please? Mark Farmer, sorry. Yeah. And... Um, I also find it a little rich that he's saying the RCMP can't pilfer from any other area, but the Surrey police was set up by pilfering RCMP and everybody else in all of BC and in Canada. And lastly, yeah. I did send an email to him saying, I've voted NDP all my life. I'm 60 plus. I'll vote liberal if you don't let us go back to the RCMP. The thank you for, thank Lock, you for the... Brenda Locke will not own that tax hike. I will remember. Thanks for the call. Yeah, all sorts of political um, angles on this thing. You know, uh, I know the Surrey, members of the Surrey uh, NDP caucus, some of them want to, uh, don't go back to the RCMP. Uh, Jenny Sims, MLA, she uh, favors a, a referendum. And I wouldn't take that off the table either. Who knows? Well, I think they should have done a referendum from the start, probably. Well, it's also interesting. The Surrey voters have had two kicks at the can here on yeah. this issue and haven't come out to vote. It right. just hasn't, it's had a very low turnout uh, of voting when it was obvious the stakes were high on this issue. Daryl in South Surrey. Hi, Daryl. Go ahead. Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Um, I signed the referendum. There was 40,000 of us who said, no, we don't want to change from the RCMP to the uh, Surrey Police Service. Right. Um, I, to me, it was an unnecessary change. I mean, I don't have a problem with the RCMP. They do their job, and I think they do it well. You know, lots of resources to draw on. Um, we never had a referendum, and you're right, the, the voter turnout was low. So I, I think, you know, this was just some people's political egos or they had some other agenda for making the change because I don't see the advantage. And as a taxpayer out here, taxes are high enough, and I think local governments, municipal governments, need to have some laws in place where they're only allowed to tax for certain things because it doesn't matter where you live in this province. I'll pick Vancouver as a bad example. They... Tax and spend like drunken sailors. So that's all I've got for you. But Thank you. Hopefully they can straighten out this mess, and maybe the government can use their billions of dollars that they're trying to spend mm. as quick as as they can to fix this mess instead of putting it all on the backs of the Surrey taxpayers. Because after all, they approved the change anyway. Thank you, Daryl. Well, you've got a situation where you've got a, a, an elected city council, yeah. municipal council, advocating a position that they want. And so it would be almost unprecedented for a government to step in and say, no, we're not going to do what an elected council wants to do. Even though it's a low turnout, even though it's a small percentage of the vote, it's still an elected council yeah. advocating one position. And the province would be very interesting to see if the province were to step in and reverse that. Linda in Langley. Hi, Linda. Go ahead. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, it all started with McCallum, as far as I'm concerned. 
and yeah. not just to blame on him, but whoever's in charge at the time, that they should have been, you know, having an approved budget to go ahead with a certain project that some somebody high up wants to do because he has a pick with the RCMP. Um, it should have been, we should learn from this. Thank you, Linda. Well, yeah, I just think it's gone so far down the road now. I don't think a lot of people foresaw the delay, the timing of this, the lack of information coming from all the quarters, uh, throwing this into the provincial government's lap to make a decision when it required a certain amount of information that was obviously lacking. So it's, it's in Shirley Bond's words, it's a complete and utter mess. And I'm not sure many taxpayers or residents of Surrey really care about who dealt this mess or who gets the blame. I think most of them are like, Seventeen and a half percent tax hike? Are you kidding me? That's what they're 55% looking at. Fifty-five percent tax hike possible? What? Yeah. This is where people start to wake up. I don't think they really care whose fault it is, or you know, just please fix it. This is ridiculous. Rick and Delta. Hi, Rick. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw in here. You know, seventeen and some odd percent. Uh, but let's remember that's what Surrey's talking about. Uh, now you got to jump up on uh, watch Metro Vancouver pile on with all of their uh, fees and taxes. Just to give you an example, uh, my tax burden in North Delta last year was twenty five hundred. That was for Delta. Add another fifteen hundred for Metro Vancouver uh, taxes and fees. And it bumps it up. So that 17.5% they're talking about is only Surrey. It'll go over It'll go over 20 once uh, Metro uh, piggybacks on top of that. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, well, we're seeing, because inflation is so high, you're seeing the inevitable higher-than-usual tax increases at the municipal level. It's not just Surrey. I mean, I don't think any other municipality is talking 17%, but... Uh, you are going to see uh, higher uh, property tax increases than we've seen in recent years because of inflation. Let's go to Jason in Surrey. Hi, Jason. Hi there, guys. Uh, I just wanted to touch on Farnworth's uh, responsibility in all this, and that's uh, safe and adequate policing. Now, uh, the RCMP had one simple job for the plan, and that was to create a plan that could um, replace the current SBS officers, which are about 200 operational officers, without creating any more deficits in the province. Now, obviously, that plan failed because uh, Farnworth has had to go back to them and ask for more information. Um, So if the RCMP can't even scrape together 200 members without creating other deficits, I think that speaks volumes about their ability to police this city, and it reinforces why we're in this position uh, to begin with. You know, it's going to be expensive either way now. I think we realize so, that. Would you, therefore, would you therefore say they should just keep going with the transition and set up the Surrey Police Service? Yeah, I Correct. don't blame yeah. Farnworth for uh, the tax increase. But if I do want to blame something for Farnworth, uh, I don't think he should have keep giving the RCMP uh, these extra chances to dig up more information, to, uh, you know, provide a plan that might work. They've had their chance. They've been at this for months now. They obviously no. can't do it, and that's what's delaying it. You know, they need Thank to get you. the SPS the green light. They obviously have the numbers uh, and the applications and the and the interest to work for them. The RCMP does not. So, well, that 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 might be what happens here. Well, it could very well be, but I don't, I think Farmers has basically said he's not satisfied with any of the parties yeah. here in yeah. terms of the information. Well, he's probably got conflicting information. In fact, right? my understanding there is that, yeah. and again, we've seen this play out in public. The the numbers and estimates that come from the RCMP and come from the Surrey Police Service are different. They're contradictory. Yeah. And yeah. that's what uh, Farmers Ministry is trying to get to the bottom of. How do you square the circle?